Hello and welcome to the first episode of Bums Breakdown. Today we're going to go over the pre-season preview. A lot to go into today. We're going to go through kind of a recap of last season, kind of changes in the off-season, breakdown of new signings, go through the current squad depth and what we believe to be our best 11 in kind of tactics, review the schedule, and then we're going to finish off with some predictions. Um, and then, as always, we are joined by Dylan. Dylan, first of all, I want to get into kind of a recap of last season but uh, in your own words how do you think last season went for us um i think last season was a mixed bag is the way i would describe last season um we, obviously we did you know well to score as many goals as we did and finish second in the west but i think uh, anyone who was paying attention the whole way through would uh would resonate with the mixed bag yeah i think Partly too, we got carried away, I think, beginning of the season as well. We kind of went on, what, a five, six game winning streak and everyone was like, right, we're going to absolutely walk the league this year. And then kind of came the reality check that it may not all be as good as it may seem. Um, but again, we still finished second in the league, best ever finish. Um, but obviously going into the playoffs, uh, still yet to score a goal. Um, <laughs> but as far as things go, do you think kind of last season was a, was a big kind of upgrade from the season before. I do. Absolutely. Um, I think that despite the flaws in the team, uh, we scored a bunch of goals, which was a lot more fun than the season prior where it uh, got a bit tedious at times. And that's, I think that's the main thing is that we've kind of gone from, we always build out the back and again, can always become that kind of the pass around the bat, the you, and then kind of, may not seem like we're really ever going to attack. But I think the main thing last season for me was the the addition of Kai Vassell, which, again, he's not with us this season. But I think having him in the team allowed us to kind of have the out ball, which I'm hoping we can we can do this season. But it, uh, it remains to be seen. But, I mean, we'll go into now the changes in the off season. But how big of a kind of difference do you think it's going to be without Kyle next season? I mean, you know, he's our leading goal scorer, so that's obviously uh, a big loss. But I think um, even more than that was the way he changed how we were able to play, what you kind of alluded to, the way it gave us that long ball option. Um, so I don't know if the squad as it is now uh, is suited to give us that still. We'll get into that a bit later, obviously. Um, but the last thing I'll say about Kyle Vassell uh, is he was a big personality. Um, he was clearly well-liked in the team, and he was obviously well-liked in the f fan base. Um, I will miss having him around just from like a person standpoint, not just the obviously the great thing he brought to the field. Um, so he, he will be missed for sure, and he will, he will always be a favorite of mine. Yeah, that was definitely a, a tough one for me to see, to leave the team. And obviously we've got the other, other kind of departures here. Obviously a, a man, Jack Blake, uh, Carlton and Metcalf retiring as well. Out of those guys, obviously Mang and Blake, another two big addition. Obviously Metcalf was uh, been with the was with the team for a while as well. Who do you think we're going to miss most out of uh, Thomas Amang and Jack Blake? I think we'll miss Thomas Amang more um, for a couple of reasons. Um, first of all, because Jack Blake, uh, while he's an excellent player, I don't know that we ever really got the best out of him. Um, maybe the first season he was here before he got injured, but um, I felt like he was a bit of a tactical misfit for what we were trying to do sometimes. Um, but also, Thomas Amang moved just up the road to Orange County, so that uh, is going to obviously yield a goal against us at some point. 
Yeah, and that's what I'm not looking forward to. But yeah, I mean, I mean, spot on there as far as Jack Blake goes. I think going back to kind of last season, uh, or not last season, but two seasons ago, and he had a great season, signed the the two year contract. I think everyone was got everything was going well for him. But again, like you mentioned, just didn't really fit into our system, and now we kind of stuck with that kind of three five two as such. Um, and I know when we kind of played the four four two with the switching and with Jack Blake starting on the right coming in the middle, but just wasn't a great fit fit for him. I know obviously he's a great player, but it was it was a shame for to, to see him really not work in our in our system. And then because the next topic here with Nate Miller being promoted to the manager role now, do you think we're going to see that many changes, or you think kind of his influence is already there coming from last season? I don't know. I uh, if you ask Landon he would tell you that nothing's going to change. In fact, I'm pretty sure he said that in an interview. And I think that that is probably the going consensus, but I just feel like there's no way that that's possibly true, that Landon had zero influence on the way the team played. So I don't think there will be a lot of change, but I, I do think we might see uh, some, I, yeah, some differences. Uh, will they be obvious? That's another question. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Obviously losing, I'm not losing Landon. He's still there, but I'm interested to see kind of how the team dynamic changes, and obviously he was—he's always going to be around anyway. But it's—I'm uh, looking forward to it. I'm excited to see if kind of maybe Nate was being held back a little bit for a few things. But obviously we'll see uh, once the season gets away. And obviously we've kind of gone over kind of losing Vassell and Amang, basically losing our two top goal scorers and the only two guys to get double figures last season. Quickly though, do you who do you think obviously Conway is going to be the kind of main striker, but? Anyone else you kind of pick out who could be kind of a leading goal scorer for this for us this season? I think Toomey's going to need to have himself another big year. I think he, uh, I think it was 2021, he was our top goal scorer with, I think it was like nine or 10 or 11 goals, something like that. And then last year he had six or seven goals and six or seven assists, which obviously is a great output. But um, I think if he's going to be playing that second striker role, which again, we'll get into that a little bit later, um, I think we're gonna need Toomey's gonna need to have himself a good goal scoring year. Yeah, and let's uh, let's hope he does. The yeah, next, absolutely. <laughs> next thing we'll go into here, we'll do kind of a little breakdown of our new signings. We've we've got four so far: uh, Blake Bodley from Portland Timbers, Elliot Collier from San Antonio, Joe Corona from uh, Sundsvall in Sweden, and a former U.S. national team player, and then Adrian Perez, former LAFC, DC United, and uh, Ontario Strikers of the MASL. Out of those guys, obviously, one stands out, obviously, being Corona. But for you, kind of, what do you think these guys can bring them, bring to the team? And kind of, apart from Corona, are you who do you think out of those other three is going to be a kind of a main part for us this season? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, Joe Corona will be. So we'll just skip right over that because he's obviously going to be a key piece for us this year. Um, I am very excited about Elliot Collier. Um, I think that people are uh, underestimating him a little bit. Um, he's definitely had some injury issues thus far in his career, but he's still young. I think he's mid-20s at the oldest. Um, and he reminds me, I've been telling people, he reminds me a bit of Peter Crouch um, in the way that he's like tall and lanky. And he can use his head, but that's not the thing he's best at, which is what you might expect. He's actually quite nimble with his feet and um, has scored a good array of goals, um, you know, in the, the short playing time he's had uh, for San Antonio. So I think if he can stay healthy and, uh, you know, fill the role for us, um, I'm really looking forward to what he can bring. Yeah. And I think for, for him coming in being, I, mean, I think it's what, like six or four, six or five. Something I, like 
I thought straight away, all right, Kaivasel replacement. And then I looked at his stats. I think like, I mean, what, four goals last season before that, like one goal and 50-odd appearance for Chicago Fire. And to be quite honest, I saw the signing. I was like, if that's going to be our Vassell replacement, I'm not impressed. But like you said, I think he kind of offers something different than what maybe his height and stuff suggests. And I know in America, people love kind of the, the, the physicality. and love, love to say like, this guy's six foot five. He's going to be an absolute beast. But again, like you mentioned, very good with the ball, very good with his feet. Um, so I'm interested to see how he fits in. Uh, I don't think he will be the Vassell replacement, but hopefully no. he can kind of fill some more of that no. void as well. I think too, and something we might see out of him um, is the link-up play. He's quite good at the the one twos and the, the through balls. Um, I think people like Conway and Toomey might find themselves on the end of some passes from Elliot Collier. So, looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see kind of the, the how the strike partnership kind of changes this year as well. And obviously, know Conway's meant to be the main guy this season, so I'm looking forward to seeing who they kind of pair him with. And again, once Conway goes off the pitch, who they kind of replace him with. So, I think the strike partnership. It's going to be an interesting top of the season. Um, and I want to kind of go, obviously, Blake Bodley, again, very versatile player, I think, fit, will fit into our system well. I was obviously playing with the wing backs. I think he can play either side there as well. Um, obviously, we've not really touched on Joe Corona much, but again, a guy of great caliber. I think now our midfield three is a, it's going to be a very kind of tough fight to get into that midfield three with who we have already. Um, and then Adrian Perez, obviously, he's played a few times in preseason. How, how did you make of uh, him in preseason from, from what you've seen? And, what do you think he can really bring to the team? I, I've only seen about 45 minutes of him in that first uh, preseason friendly at Torero Stadium. Um, but uh, he looked really good. I was impressed. Um, I think that he brings a little something different to our front line. Um, just, you know, helps round out what our attack can do. Um, he's very good on the ball. He's quick. I think he'll give us some good minutes. Yeah, and I, I think... Obviously, playing you know, he's played in the MLS, um, LAFC and DC United, so he's obviously got the the level to play at. Well, I mean, got the ability to play at high levels. Just seeing if he can kind of get get back on track. Now, obviously, I know he played in the MASL recently, so obviously his mm-hmm. career. I mean, I wouldn't say it took a took a downturn, but I'm uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing the season. I think he's kind of got a lot to prove. Um, and then rolling into the next topic here, we're obviously going to go through the current squad depth. We've not lost too many players. I know end of last season we kept 17 from the previous year. Obviously, we've lost Jack Blake and Thomas Amang after that was announced. Um, as far as squad depth goes, do you think we are pretty much set going into the season? Is there any kind of areas that you think we need to... I mean, not, we can't really improve now, but any kind of areas you're doubting a little bit or do you think you're kind of you're happy everything overall? I, I think we could do with another striker. Um, I think that we're a little thin <clears throat> there already. Um, we have good players, but I think that we're lacking some goals potentially. Um, Evan Conway is not going to be able to do it all by himself, um, even though I do think he's going to have a monster year. Um, and I also just uh, I feel as though there's a bit of like uh, attacking profile missing from our attacking repertoire as well. That kind of like, uh, you know, in behind piercing, like threat, hold up kind of play. Um, so, you know, I hope we bring somebody else in. Um, but other than that, I do actually think we're pretty well set. Maybe we could do with a third goalkeeper just because I do wonder if Duran's going to be away a bit on the national duty. Um, but we're pretty stacked in the midfield. And I would say our defense, I feel good about. 
Um, but yeah, uh, up top, I, I I would like another. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I think really the thing is that we've obviously lost our two top goal scorers. There isn't, I mean, obviously Conway is hopefully going to have a big season this year, but I mean, Collier, from what we've seen already, isn't a proven goal scorer. Perez, another one, again, hasn't proven to be a, a an out-and-out goal scorer, but remains to be seen. And then Toomey again, like like I said previous as well, he's had a good he's had a good season in the past. So hopefully he can then do it this season. But again, it's just a case of kind of again guessing for us. And I think it would kind of relax a bit more nerves having someone else come in. Um, so uh, we'll have Agreed. to wait. And, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, we'll do a quick rundown. Obviously, keepers right now. Uh, we've got Duran Ferry. Uh, Koke Vegas, like I said there, I think one more keeper would pretty much complete the the, uh, the goalkeeper unit there. Defenders this season, obviously got Akon, uh, was a kind of late addition last season. Kyle Adams, who again had a great season last season, I think he'll be kind of a stalwart at the back for us. Uh, Jackson Simba, with, I wouldn't say a name change, but Simba, I think. Uh, I think he'll be a good one this season for us. Um, Elijah, again, hopefully being utilised as a fullback this season more. Camden, kind of a Jack of all trades, I think Cam's going to be pretty much played everywhere like he was last season. And then obviously Grant Stoneman, who again missed the yellow card. Um, so I think defending defensive wise, I think we're set. Again, I think Stoneman's going to be one that is going to be in and out purely with suspensions and whatnot. Um, but I, I said, I think we, we are set there midfield wise. Obviously, that midfield three is going to be kind of a very tough battle for those three. Obviously, last season being Charlie, Adams, Colin Martin, and uh, Guido. Obviously, with Corona in the mix there, I think none of those guys are a, a, a dead cert to start, really, honestly. Um, and obviously, we've got Blake Bodley and then Nick Moon adding more depth to the fullbacks. And then obviously, you've got Morgan Hackworth in there as well, which, again, I don't know where Morgan plays. I don't think he knows where he can play. I think if you need a position to be filled, he can play there. I mean, hey, he can even be the, the third goalkeeper. I, yeah, there I, you I, go. I don't know how good he's going to be at the back. And obviously, like we mentioned earlier, too. The, uh, the strike force of obviously Adrian Perez, Evan Conway, Elliot Collier, and uh, and Tumo Shibani. Um, I want to go over kind of the, the best 11 here, though. I know it's going to be tough. And we've got no idea how it's going to look out through, throughout the season. Uh, I've put a rough one down here. Obviously, Koke in that. I think Duran, obviously, great goalkeeper, a lot of potential. But obviously, Koke is going to be the number one this season. I think Duran has potential to play in the cup games. Obviously, got the, uh, the Albion game coming up, too, I think. Hopefully we see him in that one. Um, from what we've seen already, I wouldn't go too much in the preseason, kind of how we've lined up. But fullbacks, I think we're pretty much set with uh, Elijah and Nick Moon, aren't we? Yeah, I would say so. Um, obviously, you need some depth, but I think with Hackworth and Bodley, we're pretty set there. Um, I think Moon and Martin will be uh, one of the better better wingback fullback duos in the league if uh, if they live up to their potential. Yeah, and I'm lo- I'm looking forward to seeing how Elijah plays as a as a fullback for hopefully the whole season. Obviously, now he's kind of played primarily at uh, like a left centre back. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing how he does kind of in attack this season. Um, center, the the three centre backs, I I think are pretty much set as far as kind of going Abiakon, Stoneman, and Carl Adams. Do you do you agree with that? I, I obviously I know Simba is great, um, but I think those three are kind of pretty much set in there. Yeah, I would I, definitely. I, I have some questions about where they'll play on the, in each part of the back line, but I, yeah, I think those three are definitely the, the starters. And then for you, midfield three, this is, this is a tough one, but if you could pick any, um, any three at the four, who would you go with? And it's, uh, it's <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't know. I, my heart says 
Char or my heart says Colin Corona and Guido, but my brain says Charlie Corona and Guido. And the reason for that is because I I love Colin. I think he's maybe my favorite player, one of my favorite players. Um, but I just think that Corona and Martin are a more similar tactical uh, profile, and so it makes more sense for him to fill in for for, for Colin than it does for Charlie. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's my answer. Yeah, I, I think I'd have to agree with that. I think Colin and Corona, I mean, they're very similar in how they play. I think, honestly, throughout the season, those four are just going to be rotating around whoever's going to be the freshest. I hope, and I think Guido could almost play as its kind of secondary striker um, to get all four of those in there. But I'm not too sure how uh, how Nate's going to use those. And the front two, I put in here Toomey and Conway, I'd imagine you'd agree with that as far as out of the strikers we've got currently, that those yeah, would be the main yeah. two. Yeah, barring anyone else coming in. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think obviously my only qualm with Moshibani is that I don't believe he's best suited to playing down the middle. I know he's played the, played down the middle a lot. I think he's primarily better as a winger, um, which again, going back to like Jack Blake, it's tough to fit a winger into our system when we don't play with any. Um, but again, I think Toomey has potential again to, to have a great season and kind of play off Conway if Nate kind of decides to play that way. And again, if we say go to a, a 4 2 3 1, something like that, again, Toomey's obviously got his wing role there. But I think it's going to be uh, the strikes will be an interesting one this season. I think those are kind of interchange a lot as well. Uh, and then rolling to the next topic here, obviously, we're going to do a quick review of the scheduling over kind of key matchups, parts of the season we may do well, struggle with. To begin with, preseason for you, how do you think preseason went? Uh, what, well, what we saw of it, <laughs> um, you know, uh, it, it was, uh, it's always hard to judge, right? Uh, preseason, but I felt good about it. I liked it. It looked like people were fit. Um, it looked like guys were kind of getting comfortable in their roles. It was good to see, um, you know, like some guys in new roles, like you talked about with Elijah on the, as, as the wing back, but, um, it's good to see the consistency too. It's good to see a lot of these guys back. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I think we looked sharp, I guess, but I, it, it's really always hard for me to tell from preseason games, especially with how little of it I saw. Yeah. And I think that's been the tough thing. The only thing I'd have to say about preseason, it was, it was tough as a, as a fan to kind of get excited for the season. I know obviously mm -hmm. there's a reason why we didn't see most of it. Um, let's go through the results that we were kind of given here. Obviously LAFC, we lost 31. Obviously that was open to the public. I mean, the fact we scored a goal against LFC is uh, the, the reigning MLS champions is yeah. not a bad one there. 3-0 uh, versus Orange County. Always, always great to beat Orange County. Um, mm -hmm. But we don't really know too much about that game. Obviously, all we know is that 3-0 first half. Again, did we change team second half? Maybe. Who knows? Uh, and then the last week, we uh, the 1-0 versus Central Valley Fuego, a USL League 1 team. Again, should we beating, be beating them more than 1-0? Potentially, but again, it's preseason. I, think, I don't think yeah. you can really look into kind of the results there too much uh one thing to take away from that last friendly that they did tell us on twitter was that uh it was the goal was a penalty taken by joe corona um so maybe we have a penalty taker on our hands i don't want to get ahead of myself yeah, but don't, uh... don't speak too soon Pen <laughs> penalties definitely uh weren't asked one point last season and then kind of as the season goes i mean the schedule has been out for a while now it is a weird one in my opinion. Obviously, they've gone now and done the two conferences of 12 teams. We're going to play every team on the Eastern Conference once and every team on the uh, on our conference twice. For you, 
how would you say the schedule looks kind of any easy parts any harder parts it's what are your thoughts on it um i don't think there really are any easy parts honestly um, when you consider how strong the west is from top to bottom um and you consider the teams that were bad last year might be really good this year um oc's made some great signings phoenix is going to be back strong um you know monterey i honestly think could be a potentially pushing for top four spot um so uh there i don't think there are any easy parts and i the east has strengthened also as well i i think all the two teams have left the east and um the other teams that were bad last year have gotten a lot of you know gotten a lot stronger um so there's only hard parts but i think the biggest hard part is the just massive gap of home games um is just uh always hard to deal with a lot of travel yeah, and I think obviously the the way they've set the season up, I think we play a lot of teams kind of twice in the space of two, three weeks. I know mm-hmm, San Antonio, mm-hmm. we play them, I mean, tw- literally twice within two weeks. Uh, the only thing I kind of did spot a little bit here is kind of an easier finish to the season, maybe a little bit. Um, and obviously kind of, we've got a bigger, bigger way stretch. And the fact is most of them are against Eastern Conference opposition. And I think from what I've saw as well online is that we've got the furthest travel for any US-based team, which again... It's not going to be easy. So. No, I tried to find uh, tried to find that, but I couldn't come up with it before the show. But um, yeah, I, I remember seeing that, and even even if it isn't exactly the number one, it's still you know we have that one stretch where we're in like I think it's Hartford, then Pittsburgh, then Indy. Um, so I mean, you're flying across the country three times there. Yeah, and I mean it's not easy. I and mean, obviously, each kind of day of travel is going to take away from training, recovery, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So. I think that could be a, a key part, and obviously, depending on how we kind of come out of it, will determine the season. I think, again, last year we did very well, and I, I think this year potentially could be a lot tougher, and that's going to roll in kind of how we're going to finish up here with our season predictions. I want to go over kind of placement, key players, and then ones to watch. I, I'm i happy to go first, unless you want to... Yeah, 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 no, go for it. So, for me, my prediction here, again, I... I think we'll still come come away with a with a home playoff game. I think probably we finish around fourth this season again. I love to be really optimistic and say we're gonna we're gonna win the league, gonna finish first or second. But I think it's gonna be a lot of a tough a lot tougher season this year. Again, a lot of teams strengthened. Again, we've kept pretty much the same team, but I think it'll be a lot tougher this season. And probably teams will start to figure us out more now that I think we'll probably go with the three five two like we did for most of last season. My key players again. We've got a lot of key players in the team. I think you could probably say the whole starting eleven could be key players again. There's no no kind of one player in there that I'd want to take out. For me, I obviously highlighted Guido. Obviously, was our star player last season. I think hopefully he lives up to the role again this season. And when with a guy like Joe Corona, who he's played with previously, I think those guys should flourish in the team. Obviously, Corona's another one of my ones, a former US men's national team player. No doubt should be one of our key players going to next season. And then my last one here for key players put in Nick Moon. I think. A lot of times last season, I guess some fans weren't didn't love Nick Moon for for I mean throughout the season, which I don't understand at all. Which is whenever I heard kind of grabs about him, I was confused. But I think again, he's very good going forward. Again, work rate is incredible. If he stays fit this season, I definitely think he's going to be a key player. And I think one also that I think can chip in with a few goals and definitely uh, will be will be key for us this season. And I'll save the ones to watch. You want to hear your prediction and key players, and then we'll kind of we'll wrap up with the ones to watch each. 
Yeah, for sure. I just I want to follow on and say I also am surprised to hear that anybody dislikes Nick Moon or has any real gripes about him. I mean, players can always improve. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like watching Nick Moon do his thing is like joy. Like that's what you watch soccer for, right? When he's gliding on the ball. But anyway, um, I think third, fourth is a solid prediction. I think San Antonio is going to win the West again. Um, they have strengthened somehow um so they're gonna be a tough tough out uh, but after that i think there's a solid group of like four or five teams really that could push each other um including us new mexico sacramento monterey maybe phoenix if they figure their shit out quickly um so i it's tough to say but i think i'm gonna go with third um because i want to be a little optimistic but um I think uh, it's going to be tough for sure. It's going to be a bloodbath in the West again. Um, as far as key players, um, I agree with the three you picked. Um, so I want to just add uh, one more, and I will say that I think that's Evan Conway. Um, I think he was great for us last year. I think somebody said, maybe it was even Nate Miller, that all of his goals came while the game was tied. All the goals he scored all last season so that's obviously super clutch, um, but I think a lot more is going to be asked of him this year. Um, so I'm, ex- you know, it's going to be a big year for him, but I think he can step up and do it. So I would, I, I would agree with your three key players, Guido, Moon, and Corona, but I, I would add Evan Conway to that. Yeah, and I, I was toying whether I put Conway in the key players. For me, I put him in the ones to watch purely because I think, again, he came from USL League One, did great in that league. I think obviously last season was one of our top goal scorers, but again, I don't think we've, we've really utilized him as best as we could. I know he played again games at left wing back, left wing, all over the place. So I think obviously he's been my one to watch here. I think the fact that he's going to be our main striker of the season, and I, and I hope he's going to be the the Carvacel kind of replacement that we've been kind of been looking for. I put in Elijah here as well. Obviously Elijah's been an outstanding player for for the past few seasons, but I think seeing him as a, as a fullback now compared to as a centre back. I think it's going to be nice to see him kind of getting forward and seeing how he does there. And then lastly, I put in Simba uh, or Kazanzu. Um, I think, honestly, the depth we've got all over the pitch is great. I know probably he's not one of the starting centre-backs, but I think, like we mentioned previously, that if Stoneman gets a suspension or one of the other centre-backs can't play for, for some reason, that I think he'll be uh, stepping in. Kind of, I think, really, he's got the highest ceiling out of anyone on the team. Um, maybe bar Duran. Um, so... A pass over to you here, kind of wants to watch anyone different, kind of who you're looking forward to, to watching this season. Um, I want to, I want to emphasize um, Simba. I think uh, he's, he, I think he's only 19, and I, he, the kid looks composed, um, and it just looks like he's got a lot of potential. I agree with you; he's got a very high ceiling. Um, one to watch. Uh, I would also say, um. Ebby Akin or Akon, or I'm actually not quite sure how to pronounce it. Um, I think that he had a great year. I think his last season in the USL full season was either in 2019 or 2020. Um, but he played alongside Josh Yarrow in San Antonio and had a great season. Um, and so I know the club were working on bringing him in for a long time. And I know he came in late midway through last year, but I think having a full off season, um, I'm really, really excited about what he'll bring to the back line. Yeah, and I'll say that. I think everywhere we've got decent depth, I think there's no other. I'm like, right, we need to bring one or two more players and maybe maybe strike him over to forward. But, um, but apart from that, I think overall, I'm pretty happy with the team. Again, 
there's going to be parts we struggle with. And again, last season being the, been the, I mean, conceding the most goals of anyone in the playoffs. Hopefully, if we can change that around, we, we scored a lot of goals last season. I think the we should be in for a good season. Kind of any any last kind of points you want to mention here? I think just kind of I think it's exciting times, really. Yeah, I was. That was pretty much what I was going to say. I'm just really, I'm just really fucking excited to get out there. Excuse my language, but uh, yeah, really, really excited for Saturday. Yeah, it's it's been way too long. It, I mean, it's been what I can't. I'm not going to count the amount of months right now, but it's it's felt like forever. Um, so I'm just looking forward to getting back at Torero and uh, hopefully get a win on the weekend. Um, but that'll wrap things up there. We are going to be releasing episodes, kind of going over pre-game, breaking our tactics throughout the season. The next episode is going to be released, going to be going over the Detroit City game coming up this Saturday. And then uh, for everything else, check out Bum TV on YouTube. And uh, yeah, thank you.